time for a little robot chauvinism. It's the science fiction rating system. The podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. My name is Sam Draper. This is episode 36, and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Busy, busy. Good, good. And Alex Humphrey. Hey there, that was a very professional opening. Yes, thank you. I liked it. <laughs> ah, yeah. You Do said the episode number. Yeah, you said episode number, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. It's only taken me a year, but I've like, got a little air of professionalism about it. So, if you've not listened before, good episode to come in because it was really smooth. Yeah. Uh, we take three films. Well, I don't know about that. The films were pretty ropey. Oh. They were good fun, though. It was a fun week. So yeah, we take three films a week or fortnight and we add them to a big list of films, which you can see at sciencefictionratingsystem.com. It's currently got 60 films in it. This week, um, Star Wars The Last Jedi is coming out this Thursday, um, as you hear it, not when we're recording it. And so we are looking back at the first Star Wars film, which is also 40 years old this year. Ooh. Um, which we did cover before in the pilot, but we're covering it properly now. Yeah. And we're looking also at two sort of rip-offs that came in the wake of Star Wars, which is Star Crash and Battle Beyond the Stars. Um, so, yeah, I thought a fun week. It was a fun week. I loved it. Not necessarily it. high quality, but, yeah, I had good fun. <laughs> um, so we're going to start the show with a showstopper, which you should never do, because... Um, We've got to get Star Wars out of the way, really, to discuss the other two, I think. So, Star Wars, Episode 4, A New Hope, directed and written by George Lucas. Um, you've probably heard of it, um, and you've probably seen it, I'm guessing, everyone involved. So, you, you've both rewatched it for the podcast? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I watched on your recommendation the uh, laser disc version that was the uh... well, well that wasn't actually the laser disc version well that one yeah it's even cooler so yeah so if you're listening at home if you Google the despecialized version uh, someone's done a really good sort of crisp HD transfer of it is a laser disc thing they're using the prime thing but then mm. they've like done a lot of effects tidying and stuff like that and it looks incredible doesn't it yeah it looks really good really good yeah. really really good um so let's have some views on star wars uh uh after the re- recent rewatch so uh chris let's start with you what do you think about star wars <laughs> <laughs> in two in in five words yeah. <laughs> um i i never thought it was the best star wars Film. Mm-hmm. Now I think I disagreed with you on the last time we spoke about this. Mm, yeah, we've already sort of yeah. done this, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you your opinions have changed uh, since that last one, but I, um, yeah, I, I still think it was probably it's an important film, but it's it suffers because George Lucas. I don't think is a great director. Hmm. Mm. Um what like in what sense like in, what in sen- in in I I think just cinematically it's it's not great visually. Oh, don't know about oh, that. Woof woof someone Sorry, disagrees. A, yeah, dog <laughs> disagrees. My dog my apocalyptic wasteland dog disagrees. Compared, you know, compared to uh Empire Strikes Back. Um 
Murphy Kirshner, you know, the, the lighting on that is amazing compared to this. But this is obviously a lot... Scrappier. Scrappier. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's really interesting watching the other two films in relation to this because, you know, I've seen sort of behind the scenes and making of things yeah. of Star Wars where you can kind of see, A, what the actors were thinking about when they must have been filming it they must think oh my god what the hell are we doing like and also i've seen bits to star wars where, well basically i think it was a perfect storm like loads of really good stuff came together music sound effects vi- visual effects yeah like they just happened to be just a really great team that came together who made really good decisions and you can see how the raw if you look any of the raw footage and stuff that's been cut, it was very close to being a joke. Yeah. I think even in the trailer that we saw last week, you could see mm. it looked like a lot less um, complete there even, didn't it? Like a lot... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. And, you know, he's never stopped messing with it. No, true, yeah. Um, Alex, so you you enjoyed it more than Chris last time? Did yes. you change at all? So when we did this podcast the first time round... I I was a kind of championing Star Wars. I know Chris was a little bit less uh, happy with that. It ended up quite high in the list. And uh, it was all from my memory of it. It was all from my kind of childhood recollections and my wonderment of seeing it. And I was a little bit apprehensive watching it again because I was like, oh, is it going to be as good if I just made this all up? Or, you know, is it all just... Am I kind of projecting on top of it because of all the other things that have come after? But I really yeah. did think... It just, I, I admit it's not directed very well, but I just think it moves along so brilliantly. You're just getting the introductions to the characters as they come along. It's just so well handled. And it's quite a long running time, really. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think as each thing, just when you're getting, I don't know, you're not even getting bored, but just as you're getting used to one thing, they throw in something else. It's just how it progresses, how it's laid out is, I think is just absolutely perfect. And I said this in the first show, but what it what he does, which, you know, Aliens does the same thing by using the kind of uh, tropes of a war film. Uh, Robocop does it by using the kind of the tropes of a like a cop film. What he does is he takes all the tropes of this kind of sword and sorcery, kind of, you know, the old wizard and the lovable pirate and the princess, and he just puts that in with science fiction, and I just think it works absolutely perfectly. And especially it's highlighted when you're watching two rip-offs where it yeah, just totally. doesn't yeah. work at all. I mean, you know, Battle Beyond the Stars, we'll get to it, but they're really trying to emulate yeah. it, and it's just Even things flat. like Flash Gordon and stuff, yeah. like, that balance of fantasy, if it's off slightly, yeah. Yeah. doesn't work, does it? It's a no. hard mm. line to... Because it's not hard sci-fi like Blade Runner or something, Star no. Wars, but it's definitely not as stupid or silly as... Um, a lot of the rip-offs of it. Yeah, and I just think uh, all the characters... Star Wars leaves you wanting more. You want to know more about all these characters. And sa- you know, sadly, we probably know a bit too much about them all now. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was just like shocked. It's, I think it's really well written. Like, mm. the the way that there's a lot of um, reminiscent stuff and stuff we we kind of think we know in it, but it's not... They don't... They don't go as far as like having a cowboy hat in it. No. Or, you know, something which you have to have lived on Earth to yeah. get. Yeah. Um, so it's actually, it is, as far as building a world, I think he's. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's 
Great. It's amazing. I think that's doubly impressive now that we have had like all these other films and stuff like that. The mm. thing, because I, I, I posted this last time as well, I didn't used to watch, I've watched Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi a lot more than this because I didn't really, I didn't really like this as much when I was younger. Mm. I did now and I was impressed how much the sense of the world being bigger and exciting oh, yeah. is still there yeah. despite the fact, I know I've watched all these other films endlessly and read books and all sorts of stuff. You know, it it it, just, mm. it still holds up in that sense of yeah. Uh, you know, it's a complete thing. And I think that's why for me, like you, Alex, this time again, it was even better mm. because it, it. And I think what you say about how it moves along, I agree with that totally. Like it doesn't stop; it just it starts really well and yeah. it just keeps going. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't really lull. Like because the way they get out of Mos Eisley and go straight to the Death Star. Yeah, I think any other Star Wars film, you'd get a big bit in between then, like a you know, like when they sit around mm. on um. Uh, not Hoth. What's this? You know, the this, this space, the this, this, uh, space station, Cloud Hoth, City. Or no, it is a space. It is on Hoth. Uh, after mm. Luke gets hit by the torn Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and he's in the medical Echo bay and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Echo yeah. base. That's it. Thank you. And then they do something like that again when they do go off and they get to Cloud City and stuff like that. And I love Empire Strikes Back, and I do think that probably is still my favourite. But I think they. When they expand the universe out beyond this one like fairy tale story, mm. it does slow it down in a way, and yeah. I think that's that's what Star Wars has got for it, and I'll always have going for it. And mm. that's also in a way why I like Force Awakens more than a lot of other people is that it had that sort of shit is just moving. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate yeah. that about it. Um, yeah, it was so odd. I mean, I hate that film. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, it was so odd, like that bit when he's when Obi Wan's going on about, oh, you know, your father, we fought in the Clone Wars together, and all this, and I, I just, I could remember, like, I'm sure that bit of dialogue, I listened to it as a child and just thought, oh, oh, that sounds cool. Like, oh, I wonder what that, wonder what the Clone Wars were. Like, I wonder what that is. It's so odd now, knowing that there's literally what this entire series of the Clone Wars, isn't there? The, the animated one, it's all about that. Um, there's just so much. It's so weird that they filled in all these gaps that were there. It's a shame, yeah, because the Clone Wars in my mind was always a lot more exciting than yeah. it turned out to be. Yeah, like I imagine like millions of these armies, like in sort of like very sort of uh, Lord of the Rings sort of fights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like as though it was from a time because Obi Wan Kenobi looks like a wizard, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, and so you imagine that it was all like a lot less technical back then, not like a bunch of. Boba Fett's, you know, yeah, oh god, yeah, basically yeah. our stormtroopers. Mm. Um, well, I th- I thought it would be like more, um, like samurai, yeah, definitely uh, type thing. Mm. But you know, I don't think he even knew. I think he was making it up as he goes along because I don't think he even knew that the stormtroopers were the clones. No, 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 no at that point, not. no, no. So I mean, there's a lot of that thing about Star Wars. There's a lot of sort of retconning isn't there even with this story of how he got to the point of Star Wars like mm. the way that they kind of they don't acknowledge that New Hope wasn't even on the title do they initially mm. it wasn't there was it the first few weeks and that's kind of written out of oh, yeah. history a bit yeah and also and sort of go on sorry no because well, I just I mean one I did a, I did some reading but it's silly to do too much but like they were really against the shot of Vader spinning off other people really against that because they're just like, why are you doing this? And George Lucas was like, oh no, it's like to set it up for sequels. But they were just like, why are you bothering? Like, you idiot, there are not going to be any sequels to this. This isn't, you know, I mean, it's good it's there. But I mean, it's weird, isn't it, to think. He does, I mean, he plants enough seeds, I think, well enough that there's more to it, you know. But if it just, yeah. if what, you know, if it had just been that one film... Would we all yeah. just oh, yeah. yeah? Would we all but, just be saying, "Wow, that one amazing film"? It's a pity they never made any sequels. That would have been really cool, you know. 
Mm. I, think, I think so, and I think yeah. the, I think the the effort to sort of sanctify what is going on and stuff like that is silly, and they should do less of it. Mm. When you consider that until like a year before he made Return the Jedi, Luke Skywalker was you know wasn't wasn't um, uh, Leia's brother, and they were going to mm. fall in love in, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's only because he has his messy divorce, he goes crazy and changes it all. And I think that watching it with that in mind you can sort of take it separate to the rest of them in a way and mm. think, like, this is just a really good story on its own. I, I sort yeah. of really appreciate it, and I don't think any of them get that again. No. In a way. No. You know what I mean? Like, Return of the Jedi isn't as good if you've not watched Empire Strikes Back and Stars before it, you know what I mean? Oh, no, definitely mm. not. No. So I think also, I think it's quite a brave, you know, a, a, as I say, the directing isn't great, but it's quite a brave decision that quite a lot, uh, I did actually even write it down, up until... Until you see Luke, which is 16 minutes in, you are actually watching the whole film pretty much from his perspective of R2 and C-3PO. Oh, yeah. Which is quite a brave move in a weird way because although they are very likeable characters, it's an odd way to make that kind of a film because, you know, you don't know at the time there's going to be a human, kind of a very traditional human hero you could just be like, cool, yeah. well, these are my two, I guess this is who we're, you know, who the heroes are in a weird way. It's kind of, it's quite, a, I was shocked why that's quite a bold decision, I thought, you know. Yeah, it's quite a unique thing, isn't it, mm. for a, yeah. this sort of film? I, uh, I watched the Dan Busters was on the telly the other day, hmm. and I watched the whole thing and uh, started looking it up and how um, the Death Star trench run. Um, oh, yeah. It, and also lots of other parts of the film. He's no, he's used very particular like ingredients from mm, yeah from other things, which are is great because you know they work. Yeah, and also all the you know all the classic archetypes and all the classic story lines and fairy tale things, and you know is it's great. Mm. Yeah, he's borrowing from the right writing. places, isn't he? Oh yeah. hell yeah. yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And he and he's putting and it, you know it's it's. It's too easy just to say, oh, yeah, well, anyone could have done that because the fact is they didn't do it. And in other films where they do it, it isn't as good. And he Mm. did it so well. And it is like, you know, you can see all the influences there once you look for them. But Mm. he just... And I think the cast is really good. I think everyone is really good in it. I think Mark Hamill's great Mm. in it. Uh, Alec Guinness sells some pretty... I mean, absolutely ridiculous lines. Like, there's some really naff lines, aren't there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think um, Peter Cushing is mm. like such a fantastic villain. Like yeah. he's, you know, it, it's a shame he dies really because he would have been a fantastic, you know, better villain. I think not better than Darth Vader. Darth Vader's more iconic, but he's mm. definitely. I think there's a place for him there beyond the first film. Mm. He's a, so, yeah. and his place isn't in Rogue One. I hate no. him in Rogue One. The stupid Peter <laughs> thing, mm. nonsense. It's it's a, a it's interesting a, character. It's a good balance though, having Darth Vader and him. It's kind of. I, yeah, it's I, a really cool dynamic yeah. that, that they don't explore again after that. That idea no. that, that Darth Vader is this sort of dog on a leash, and yeah. that you've got the actual the Empire is a separate thing to the Emperor, and they don't necessarily agree with all this mystic bullshit yeah. that's going on. Yeah, yeah, no, that I think um, that that element of it is yeah. really really interesting, and it's not the same way that people don't believe Obi Wan, the the kind mm. of Imperial that all the evil people don't really believe Darth Vader, although you see his powers. And that's yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting element that kind of just got thrown away quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, by Empire, you've lost it because he's just it's just Darth Vader going the galaxy being a badass, isn't it? Mm. Like he's mm. the 
the spearhead of the force. It's, it's gone, really. Or, or if they bring it back as a concept, sadly, they do it like Rogue One, where everyone's like, oh, that's silly. And then three seconds later, it's like, oh, my God, look, they've got superpowers. Isn't that cool? And everyone suddenly yeah. believes it again. It's not... It's not it's not pursued well enough. Um, yeah. No, I, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was spectacular. Especially watching it how I remembered seeing it, you know, with, ha- with hand shooting um, first and all that stuff. That's what you want. Yes, I, uh, mentioned yeah. <laughs> to, I mentioned to Sam there's a, a Vimeo channel called Filmumentaries, mm. and this guy does super cuts of, um, of all the making ofs of, these films oh yeah uh, he's, he's got a good jaws one he's Ooh. got a good indiana jones one on there but he's got the star wars ones on there uh, and they're pretty great that sounds good yeah uh, and he's also got like some of the docos like the making of jabba the hut and also there's one about the the bigs storyline in Ooh. in star oh, yeah. wars and the scene which scenes which were cut out oh wow which were very these scenes were kind of verging on like it was like the uh, teenager sort of storyline like he went to this nightclub where there was these, <laughs> these other mates. Oh, wow. And it was, like, verging on, like, the the more earthly type yeah. stories, which <laughs> were in, like, these other two films that we're going to review. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of, to their detriment, bring everything down to quite... Hell, yeah. You know, earthly ideas, which is... Which is why Star Wars is yes. better. Yeah, no, you, that is bang on, um, Chris. That is exactly... That's yeah. exactly what's wrong with these other two films. Is this in this weird yeah. somehow like like it's set here when it isn't? It's set on Earth when it's not on Earth. Or if it's talking mm. like they're from Earth when they're not, Star Wars gets that right. Yeah. They don't start, you know, they don't talk like, oh yeah, just mm. talk like you, but just say these silly words. They do talk yeah. like aliens and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, there, I think there was even like horses and stuff they cut out of it, like. It's there's cut some strange things out. Well, some stuff which, for the better, was out of Star Wars. Yeah, this and the horses yeah. like weird masks on them. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I know the ban- is it banthers were. Um, yeah, there's something like elephants, they? weren't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but anyway, it's it's interesting to see mm. that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. just interesting to see the making of it because how how some things went and it's like oh, it made it so much better. Yeah. Um, I think he just went for minimalism over. Um, yeah, definitely. Probably, probably is a because um, the budget he's working to kind of forced mm. his hand there, didn't it? And that's a good thing in a way. I mean, the droids were so good. I mean, the the art design, considering the other ones we've seen of how they portray things yeah. like <laughs> droids and technology, yeah. they're so good, aren't they? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, R two D two and C three PO. Um. Well, the whole lot when they go to the the droid lineup thing, oh, all yeah. those ideas there, yeah. all those ideas are even the ones that are like purposely shit mm. are better than anything that we see in Star Crash or Battle yeah, of the yeah. Stars. Yeah, well, Ralph McQuarrie is is um, yeah, he's obviously hmm. the dumb work. And all, yeah. also as well, going back to our Phantom Menace one, when we had the big thing about every, all the aliens having weird accents that kind of came across as quite racist. Yeah, it is brilliant in this that so many characters, like the the whole scene with the Jawas, you don't understand what they're saying, but you completely understand mm. what they're saying because you're just watching it and it's just yeah. it's obvious what's yeah. going on. You know, apart from Greedo having subtitles, which I do get why they're there everything else just happens and you don't really, you're just experiencing it. It makes it feel more alien. It's more of a spectacle and it's just better than just, Oh, they speak English, but with a weird accent. It's, 
Yeah. I don't get why he mm. changed that. I don't get why. No, it's, it's, as far as making a world, it's, it's really done it. Mm. Um, I went to the secret cinema they did in London. Sam was going to come, but he was ill. And it was like amazing because they made the Tatooine. Oh, wow. World, and it was just like, oh, it was like being in Star Wars. It was great. <laughs> I hope you're very ill, Sam. I was an absolute mess. <laughs> <laughs> I was so gutted. And I was like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah Bantapoodoo. <laughs> Just missed out. <laughs> Cost you about 80 quid as well or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was worth it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I wanted to go again. <laughs> I literally, like, I, I, like, went on, like, nearly the last day, so there wasn't even chance, but I I was down for going again. <laughs> it was definitely worth the money. Um, yeah. Right, so let's rank it. Um, so last time, uh, it ended up number one. Um Let's start. Well, let's start with Alex. You put it on one before. Where would you put it now? I'm putting it at one again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And that's after watching it. So. Um, <laughs> okay. I for me, I would put it number two. Um, I think. I still think it's absolutely wonderful. I just think for me, Aliens is. I don't know, more my kind of thing, which is silly because Star Wars is like massively my kind of thing as well. I think when we get to these topper levels, right, yeah. we get these upper levels, it's kind of, they could, I'm not going to downplay the usefulness of what we're doing, but they could all be kind of <laughs> interchangeable for different situations. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah well, well, you could, but I think, I think, I think for me... <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know... No, I think you're right, but I think Aliens and Star Wars, they're in a tier for me above anything below it Robocop Ghost in the Shell everything else is on one t- level and then Aliens and Star Wars are way above that yeah I, I wouldn't be happy with it uh, one or two is fine it's better than Robocop there's no way so, it's not but, so Chris where would you put it that's the, the yeah, real I'd question I'd go with two you would go, go with two. two yeah because I'd, I think it's much better than Robocop okay I'm fine with two I'm fine with two brilliant uh, so Star Wars only drops one place where it was before hmm. and Comes in just get Independence Day. <laughs> no, it's had its chance. It's gone. It's had. Yeah, you can't. You can't re-nominate it again. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Alex could. Can you? Alex could. Yeah, I it can, but I don't think uh, I'm going to. <laughs> but no. So number two for Star Wars. Um, we'll have a quick break, and we'll come back with two films, which I imagine are probably going to be a lot further down this list. <laughs> day um so star wars has come out and everyone wants a piece of that sweet star wars pie uh including roger corman who didn't direct this film directed by jimmy t murakami uh battle beyond the stars from 1980 um probably best known as uh, james cameron's first visual effects work mm. and um Music by James Horner who does a lot of other stuff and really the theme for this is fantastic isn't it it was stuck in my head for days after yeah. it yeah um, so I'll start this time. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Battle Beyond the Stars. It still wasn't good, but it was a hell of a lot better than Star Crash. Going to watch in a bit later, and I thought, as like a sort of like schlocky, silly '80s sci-fi film, this is this for me felt like what TV movies at Christmas were when I was a kid. A lot of films like mm. this, where it's kind of nonsense, but it 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 sort of hangs together. 
Um, and it, yeah, it kind of works. It's, it's different enough in some ways. I mean, the idea of um, weirdly, I think episode two of Star Wars borrows a lot from this film. <laughs> the idea of like a character, the main character, be like Obi Wan going to like the clone facility and checking out what's going on. In this, mm. he's going to like this guy. I can't remember his name now. It wasn't Zed, was it? Zed's the guy on the planet. But there's a guy who's basically built an army of robots and he like lives in a jar. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Don't... And he's sort of going... He's like recruiting people from around the galaxy to go and fight this big bad, which in a way is what Attack of the Clones is, isn't it? It's them mm. going around the galaxy, getting people to go and fight the big bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it was I remember the robots from the other film. Oh, the God, film. yeah. The Jason, the Argonaut style. <laughs> yeah, yeah stop-motion yeah. ones. Yeah, so, I mean, this isn't great. The bad guy's kind of whatever. He's all right. There's some like nice lines with George Peppard's, Peppard's uh, Space Cowboy I quite liked. The way he was He's sort only of... in one location though, right? Uh, he says not planet, doesn't he? must have had him for a day. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. But the way he's like smoking and drinking and sort of, yeah. you know, I'm from Earth and everything was a bit shit there. And mm. yeah, it had, the, it had stuff going for it. But, it. but still, it was, you know, um, well, not great, was it? Um, Alex, you know? Uh, I didn't... Uh, uh, I think the thing for me is that Star Crash, which we'll talk about, is my kind of film. Um, and this, <laughs> I just, I was just a bit bored by this. I, my, I think my problem was that the main character, I just found him really annoying. He was just mm. really preachy and like, you know, as Chris completely nailed it and said, I, I didn't, I hated all this kind of sass talk with Nell, the computer, like all this kind of, I thought that yeah. was really rubbish. I didn't get all the weird um, religious stuff. I didn't understand yeah. their religion or what, why they were kept mentioning things. I didn't really get that. I think Robert Vaughan was great, and I think yeah, George Pepard yeah. was great. Um, but basically, you know, it was budgeted at an estimate of two mil, uh, and it was because those two cost so much money, basically. Uh, oh, right. But it grossed one point seven million its opening weekend and reportedly earned eleven million fairly quickly. So, you know, like you say, everyone was up for that money, that Star Wars money, and they did mm. kind of get it. Um, it was fun. I, I quite like St. X-Men. She was quite cool, wasn't she? She was a bit random. Yeah. Um, you, know, um, mm. you know the computer as well, Nell? Oh, yeah. That kind of retroactively makes Spaceballs worse. Because obviously yeah. Spaceballs computers rip off this one. Yeah. But, but kind of not really. This one no. sort of, kind of already is Joe Rivers in Spaceballs. Yeah, it? no, it was... Mm. I, no, I just didn't get that. <laughs> I quite like the idea of Nesta was quite good. And when What year was this? What, I'm just, 80, 1980 this was. Right, yep. okay. um, yeah, the Nesta idea was quite good. The weird kind of collectiveness that was bored. So it was a bit on... kind of like a weird like sort of... A bit like sort of like Jewish, sort of <laughs> like he was out of sleepers, like a kind of Woody Allen yeah. character, wasn't he? he was Do really... you know who it was? Who that character? Who that person was? The actor? No, I don't know. It was Doctor Siberman from Terminator. Oh God! Uh, you know the doctor, her her therapist. Yeah, yeah. It was him yeah. from Terminator and Terminator <laughs> Two. Yeah. So obviously James Cameron really liked him and gave him yeah. a, gave him another job. Um, so Chris, what was your uh, take on? Batman I Stars? remember seeing this when I was like super young and. As you say, when it was on like at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and I kind of it kind of like merged these films like in my brain between this and like Empire Strikes Back. I remember and then and Star Wars because they were like a lot darker and a, before they all got cleaned up. Yeah, um, and they kind of all I didn't really understand the storylines out of any of them, but I just liked what I saw, like spaceships and yeah. lasers, and so I remember all that. So that was all quite nice um 
There was a scene I thought they'd be in it, but I can't. It's not in it, so it must be another film I'm thinking of. I, there's basically a scene I remember as a child, and I thought it was in this one, and I still haven't found the film. So we might find it. Okay. Um. Uh. I'll go into that another time. What is it? What is the scene? Yeah. So there's like a kid, and then there is like a trucker cowboy sort of character. Hmm. And the kid has a bug, and the trucker cowboy character drinks beers, hmm. and he keep he the the bug's getting away, and the trucker cowboy character like uh, uh, cuts a beer can in half and squashes. Well, it puts the bug in the beer can and, and closes it back up where the tear is on the beer can. Say, oh, I've caught it for you. You can keep it in this. And then the camera pans away and does something else. And it comes back and this bug is like chopped the beer can up into bits because it's got like mouth parts. Of so I don't know what, but it, it's interesting. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know where it's from. I can see why you thought it might have been this because he's a space trucker that drinks yeah. all the time. So yes. yeah, I've got yeah. No and there's kids. So I just vaguely remember this and yeah. I just, I just can't think of what the well, If anyone listening knows what it is, please write yeah. in and tell us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I know I'm not necessarily reviewing the film I'm talking about. <laughs> but it made you think about some anyway. random thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, as you say, it for me it had good stuff when I was young. But you know, now it suffers from we live in a Star Wars world. Yeah. Star Wars is the biggest thing in this world now. Mm. Yep, and because of that. We that that is our language, yeah. Like so, you know, all these are going to suffer. Besides the fact that they're mental in a lot of ways and just not very well made. Um. So, yeah, it's mm. all that's all fair. Good theme though, isn't it? The theme is really good. Yeah. yeah. No, the music's it, good. Oh, we're talking about the music. Yeah. 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 It's kind of. And I love. Um, um, I remember. I remember because we had that mixtape, that sci-fi mixtape, and that was on that. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the the last fight scene goes on way too long. Oh, but yeah. I like all the very um, the fast, like the the, the camera, like um, basically as though it's like the point of view of the missile going into the mm. ship. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I do it too many times, but I like that fast sort of thing. Um, but and all, some awful, awful sound effects on the, on the lasers and stuff oh, yeah. as well, like really bad. Yeah, um, it's um, yeah. the sonic tank bit's a bit weird when they send those two little heat, heater blokes to go and destroy it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird shit in this, really, isn't it? It's a lot of like maybe they made it up on the spot. I don't know. It's an odd. Um, there's some odd stuff in this, definitely. It, uh, it's it's strange. It it feels like the kind of film, a bit like Flash Gordon, where it was written sort of by a committee, but I mean, from what I can read, it's not. It was like one guy's idea, basically. Mm. Mm. And he was just mm. ripping off Star Wars a lot, but I don't know. Mm. Um, Do you know they made a prequel in 2010, a comic, um, which told the story of Zed, the old guy. Okay. Um, I mean, who was asking for that? Why has that been made? He was useless. Mm. He was terrible. He was like one of the... Because you thought he was going to be a kind of Obi-Wan character, but he just was a pain, wasn't he, really? Yeah, I love when they come back to the planet and they're all just hiding. <laughs> It's like the, the worst, 
Why are you invading that planet? It's just, they're terrible. I don't bother. I did think it's a bit of a rip off of. Uh, it's funny because it's reminding me of Independence Day when it just sits over the city, doesn't it? And then his head just appears, going, "Right, I'm Sador. Sa- I've taken over your planet." Like, but it wouldn't have been funny if that's what happened in Independence Day. Like, they just appeared and just told, "Right, we've taken over. Sorry, hope you're all right with that." Yeah. yeah, we're just not killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Um, there's not much more to say, is there? Anything really? It's not. It's not great. Um, let's let's rank it. Um, I'll go first. I think sort of like fifty-one below Universal Soldier: The Return, above Armageddon. I'm fine with that. Chris, um, hold on, fifty-one. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would put it at 54 because yeah so that's basically between those two is Prometheus the Martian and Armageddon yeah I I mean <laughs> I mean it's fair enough <laughs> for me 12, 2012 is where it truly gets like completely yeah. bad awful. for me true um I can sit and watch the other ones that's fair they, enough yeah there's a bit of science in there for me and it, they're actually technically well made as well. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I'm not going to argue too much of that. Alex, you all right with that? No, I'm fine with that. It was, yeah, it wasn't, I, I was a bit bored, I have to say. I, but I watched this last, so maybe that was why, you you know. I did, I did too, yeah. yeah. The excitement of Star Crash, you're not going to beat that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, talking of Star Crash, uh, the absolutely ridiculous finale. Are we back after the break with a discussion about that? Star Crash, directed by Luigi Cozzi, uh, written by Luigi Cozzi as well. Um, the only sort of credit of note really here is it's David Hasselhoff in one of his early roles. Uh, Christopher Plummer um, was on set for like 10 minutes and did a bit. Yeah, paid so much money just to be there. Yeah, yeah. And John Barry of Bond fame did the music, which mm. is odd. Then he began all his credits. He did a lot of crap. But also, did you? So, I read that they said they didn't want to show him the film while they were making it because they thought he might stop doing the music. <laughs> so brilliant. they were a bit they were a bit paranoid about way. showing him bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, having, oh, yeah. having watched the film, I can understand why. Um, so who's who's not gone first? Chris, did you go yeah. first? No, you went first first time. No, did I've. You? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I Chris, can go first. You can go first. Star Crash. Uh, Obvious, I think this is the poorest out of the three. <laughs> um, the characters um, are not only not only look weird as film stars, like <laughs> except the are you talking about uh, Acton, the there? lady? Yeah, the actors. No, a- um, Acton, the character Acton, the main yes, guy. Yes, the main actor who is yeah, just the Acton. weirdest looking bloke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he is. He he looks like a footballer from the eighties. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like very strange. 
uh, it suffers from the problems which we've talked about. How they they include very earthly language, um, like yeah, police chief Thor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, robot sheriff. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, and multiple things like that. Uh, <laughs> just random stuff. Like she goes, "Oh, is that a spaceship?" And he goes, "No, it's a launch." <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking space. It's in space. It's a spaceship. A launch. What? Um, um, about you know, you know Acton. Yeah. Did you read yeah. anything about the character who played Acton, Marjo Gortner? No, no. He was an evangelical priest before he was an actor. Oh, and oh, yes. uh, yeah, had become a millionaire at sixteen. Um, yeah. Or his family had, and yeah, it was like a really, really weird, hardline Christian. Um, Apparently, he was a good public speaker. Yeah, who didn't want to go into acting? Uh, mm. I, I don't know how he ended Why? up. Really. And I also, mean, he basically, play, I mean, he's God in this, isn't he? He's a, he's a completely immortal, undefeatable, all-powerful being that you only find out like when it serves the plot at about an hour in. When he's yeah, getting he knows shot. everything's going to happen. Yeah, he can predict the future, but you don't mess with the laws. Fakes his own death. Yeah, yeah. For reasons I don't understand. Yeah. Um, has a lightsaber, but doesn't use it. Yeah. There's a really weird line, isn't there, where um, like she, he turns up to rescue him, doesn't he? Um, uh, Hasselhoff and the, the woman in it. And she's like, oh, you knew it happened, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, I did. The smile on his face. I think, well, you know, <laughs> I don't get why you didn't step in earlier. No. What mm. what point were you trying to make with this? No. Um, no. Yeah. He's a ridiculous character. I wasn't, ex- I wasn't expecting to see Hasselhoff. That yeah. was a surprise for me. <laughs> with a lot of makeup on. Yeah. yeah. I actually had to search whether it was him because I was looking at him, <laughs> but I was also going, is that him? Like, because I didn't quite recognise him well initially he's using um, his, his disguise of a, a lizard with laser eyes isn't he which is a bit yeah, but do you know bizarre. did you read about why why that he's got a mask on for that long no because he contracted food poisoning during the shooting of the movie and a production assistant had to fill in for him in a lot of the scenes and that's why <laughs> so all the bits with him with the mask on they're not him basically it's just uh, yeah and he, he did most of his own stunts and accidentally yeah. knocked out an Italian stuntman's tooth on the first day of doing stunts so yeah, it was just a... the only bit I like of the whole film is the multicolored stars. No, that was yeah, that was star yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, type things. Yeah, that is all. <laughs> um, Alex, well, I've written down on my notes. I love this film. It's only been on seven minutes. I thought it's fucking. <laughs> I thought it was just fucking fantastic. I just loved it. It was so stupid. It's exactly the kind of thing I love. Like, just that beginning, they're just shouting at each other, aren't they? They're just there sitting in the cockpit yep. of the thing, just yelling, go to hyperspace! Do that! Just, yeah. There were so many brilliant lines. And I didn't see. Um, what's his name? Because he has got his full name is. Uh, because it's Police Chief Thor, isn't there? Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, what was it? Space Robot Space Robot L. Um, yes. I didn't see him being... Like, he was basically one of the best characters. But you really just think he's this throwaway, just crap. But then when they pull the whole, yeah. oh, actually, we were saving you from the prison that we just put you in. His accent's great. Oh, yeah, well, his accent just well, changes, doesn't favorite, it? It becomes like this kind of southern... Bit about him. I loved how all his jokes, like his wisecracks, are terrible, yeah. and also they fe- they fall completely flat in the film, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they'll be like a science. Like we'll go like, oh, um, 
well, better mold you up, partner, or something like that. And there's just complete silence as they like slowly walk across the set for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just brilliant. It's so unintentional. They put random like things in, like when they're getting out of a spaceship, and she'd like jump out, and he was just like, a bit slower. So they decided to put, "Oh, my seatbelt's stuck." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or when like, yeah. like just little details yeah. to explain. Or when they leave the spaceship in that little tiny like little pod thing, and yeah. you see the very long shot of them walking up the stairs and getting. It's like a David Lynch film or something, like a one shot scene yeah. of them walking very slowly around a spaceship, with nothing going on, no sound, nothing at all, just wandering up this ship. Yeah, no, I yeah. was I was just document. I was writing as Chris has pointed out before. I did end up writing down a lot of his lines because I love them so much. But he says, "Give me any trouble, I'm going to clean out your sinuses real good, lady." When he's got the weird Amazon woman under uh, hostage, do you remember yeah. that bit? That was great. Um, yeah. It's just no. Can I, I just, can I just have a minute? I just remembered my uh, my food might be on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go, go for it. I mean, we can carry on with the uh, Star Crash love because I think I, I'll just say, like you, Alex, absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah, it was it was just truly awful, but mm. in such a batshit crazy it, way. It, yeah, just I mean, there were so many bits, like the bit when they're on the planet the, near the end when David Hasselhoff was like, "Well, oh, no, well, no, Police Chief L goes and goes, oh, I'm going to go and look at the last launch. Don't you know? You stay yeah. up here and be safe." I think that yeah. is the uh, space chauvinism, the robot chauvinism line. Yes, and she's yeah. just standing there looking at him. And then that guy just flies out of nowhere <laughs> and just grabs her. It's, yeah. There were just so many bits I just didn't see coming because they were just... Because no one with no one who was the, sane... The whole, um, the whole Amazon planet? Yeah. Where introduced with, with the Amazon leader going, I will get my revenge! <laughs> Unspecified revenge. On and then when she gets out, yeah. them... I've got my revenge, whatever that revenge is. Yeah. And then just when you think it can't get weird, they get to the beach. And I love how they don't notice at first the like the the eighty foot robot oh, naked God. woman. Yeah. And then like because it's so it's so huge, isn't it? And they're like running down the yeah. beach, and then they go, "Oh my God!" Like <laughs> we didn't notice this gigantic metal stop motion monster coming at us. It's yeah, yeah. And then it gets it gets blown up really easily as well. Yeah. And it looked like it's made by a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can accept, like, stop motion and all that is looks a bit old and dodgy, but the actual model that they're they're animating yeah. is ridiculously bad. Like, well, the even better model is the, the robots that the Count has. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're the episode art for this week's episode, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, who look like they've got like a colander on their head and they're sort of made <laughs> out of like spare like car parts or something. Yeah, they're great. And it's, With really evil eyebrows. And it's pretty good. That, it ha- that line when Christopher Palmer says, oh, you know, they're like, oh, we're doomed. We've got like 30 seconds. And he's like, oh, I've got... Yeah, I don't. I'm not the emperor of the galaxy for nothing. I do have some powers, and he's like, pause the st- the passage of time like that. Yeah, and he just, like why? It's just there's no explanation for why their spaceship has that power, and it can only do it for like a minute or something, can't it? Like three minutes. Yeah. Also, there's no explanation for why the count is the count and evil. He's just really evil. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will jo- soon. He will join you as the prince of darkness. <laughs> but you know what does that involve other than sort of just like flouncing about in his cape? No. No, weirdly, Police Chief Thor looked a bit like a kind of shit Drax, the Destroyer, didn't he? From Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I thought that. Mm. Yeah, no, and the the star crash itself, which is basically them crashing a, what is it, a city that is a ship into... (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's not really... 
that's a plan they could have come up with at the beginning, isn't it? Just crash that ship into yeah. that ship. It's not. I don't know why. Well, we don't need to anyway because Acton, who I don't know why he decides to die, who's actually invincible, <laughs> sure he's going to kill everyone, couldn't he? In fact, I wrote that line down when he comes back from death the second time, and Stella Sar says to him, "I don't understand. You never die." Yeah. No. And then he dies. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And then it, weirdly, it ends how Battle of the Planets, uh, Battle Beyond the Stars, ends with just yep. this kind of weird philosophical, semi-religious monologue just delivered. At the screen, does is it like because yeah. Christopher Plummer does that, but then at the, the, um, the guy from the Waltons does that in the other one, where he just goes, "Oh, you know, life do you want, is do you want this." The, uh, do you want that little quote to the end? I've got that. Go yeah. on then. Well, it's done. It's happened. The stars are clear. The planets shine. We've won. Oh, some dark force, no doubt, will show its face once more. The wheel will always turn, but for now, it's calm, and for a little time at least, we can rest. Cut to credits. <laughs> It's just, I mean, obviously they're trying to set up a sequel, but, my God, wow. it's incredible. I wish there was a sequel to this. That would be amazing. I, mean, I wish that was my ringtone, that little speech. <laughs> I mean, at least it's funny, like, saying about how bad the guy that the guy that is physically playing L, he's not even trying to pretend he's a robot, is he? I mean, <laughs> at, at least the people on the planet of the weird-headed doctor guy in Battle Beyond the Stars, they're doing little robot dancing and stuff, aren't they? Like, yeah. they are trying to be robots. I mean, his guy is not even, you know... There's a bit, like, towards the end when they come back on the ship, um, the, the two, like, uh, Hasselhoff and whatever the woman's called, I can't remember her name, and... Um, like they they confuse him with something. He's going like, "Watch out! Watch 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 out!" And everyone else is just ignoring him and getting on with the scene. And the, and the thing is, they've dubbed that over, haven't they? Yeah. He's not saying that lie. They've no. dubbed him going, "Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out!" It's the bloke that yeah, did his strange. voice. Also did Greedy Smurf uh, and Prophet of Mercy in Halo Two. So there you go. It's just a voice. Oh, Prophet of Mercy. He's just he? and so he did some some Ducktales voices as well. So he's just a voiceover <laughs> guy, um, randomly. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and the guy that physically played L produced, wrote, and starred in the last horror film, which also starred uh, the Carolyn Monroe, Stella Star, and the guy that played um, the Count Zarth Arn. So that's weird. Yeah. So they obviously went, oh, we should all go off and make a film together after this brilliant <laughs> experience we've had. <laughs> um, I've also I've got another quote. Uh, this is from Christopher Plummer, who. You know, obviously quite a big name actor, um, and why he agreed to do the film. He basically agreed to do it because they filmed it in Rome. Yeah. And this is the quote from him from Wikipedia: "Give me Rome any day. I'll do porno in Rome as long as I get yeah. to go to Rome. Getting to Rome is the greatest thing that happened for me. I think it's about three days in Rome. It was all shot at once. So clearly, <laughs> he was just basically on a holiday. Yeah, he really but, didn't know. give a crap, did he? Yeah. They said there was. A, I read there was a dinosaur sequence that was filmed but deleted. So that. That might have swayed it for you, well, Chris. Well, I thought that's what we were going to get when they're all on that beach. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> true, I guess, yeah. No, yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was, it was just yeah, I loved it. blissfully for me, it entertaining. Was, it was like Flash Gordon, but a better Flash Gordon, the same sort of like yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. nonsense, but like even more fun nonsense than that. Yeah, um, I think because Flash Gordon was trying to be something it wasn't, whereas this, they yes. just didn't give a shit. Like, they were just like... Uh, no, no I, uh, but you do, I think it did, though, like... It's because it's got a lot of the Barbarella about it, hasn't it? Yeah. That sort of, mm. um, and obviously they knew what they were doing. But I, I think, I do think this does work because they are, I, I don't think they think it's as camp as it is, you know what I mean? No. Mm. No, they can't. They're not as aware that, that it's as, especially like the Count, 
who is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But he's like, he's played wonderfully. That guy must have had so much fun doing that role. Yeah, just at the end, he's yeah. just yelling, he's just wandering he's around yelling, kill, it. isn't he? He's yeah. just pointing at things, going, kill, kill, kill. Just like point, pointing while things. And they do that weird thing where they fire like a torpedo, but it's got people in the torpedo. Oh, that's brilliant. They just pop out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because it was uh, like mainly Italian and stuff. Maybe yeah. that kind of disconnect between well, it's got that crazy just like uh, European feel yeah. to like if they made Star Wars. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. yeah. I think I'm just seeing it was all agreed and everyone shook hands at Cannes Film Festival one year. Yeah, just that filter of it being not Americans, not really knowing what they're doing. Maybe some yeah. somewhat. Maybe that gives it the edge. Well, it's just because they come from a background of more just avant garde. Mm. Cinema, probably. Yeah. Like, have you um, ever seen the film poster for Star Wars, the Italian film poster? No, I've got it on my wall here. It's called Guerre Stellari in Italy, which is a brilliant name. And the poster looks like it's stylized as though it could be from one of these other films. So Italy clearly just loves this shit, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the, what, what they're going for. So, um, okay, so let's rate this film. Um, uh, who's not gone first? It's hard. You, I don't think you've gone first. I, I haven't gone first. Right, okay. Well, for me, it is hard. I'm going to put this in that that old bit around the top 30s because I, w- I wouldn't mind watching this again. I think it's better than Flash Gordon in that particular vein of film, of like silly sci-fi film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think number 30, which is above Andromeda Strain and below Rise of Planet of the Apes, but I'm... I'm happy to be beaten down that list. I'm sure that. But <laughs> Chris, where would you put it? I'd put it. Um, um, probably, probably one below the last one, like fifty-five. Oh no! Yes, <sighs> because but it's such good it's, fun. Yeah, but it's garbage. It's, it's but, but weren't you enjoying yourself watching it? I wasn't. No. Really. Oh. You haven't no, got that. Have you? You've not got that about you. Have you? That's a different. No, I no. haven't. Yeah, it's, it's the Universal sort of Soldier: thing. The Return uh, issue that we but had, isn't it? I find it very. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Obviously, because of Star Wars and all that, it's, it's an just... acquired taste. Obviously. Mm. No. See, I would. <laughs> well, no, basically, we've just got all the taste in movies. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. I've got terrible taste. <laughs> well, I was watching. A, I was watching something on. Uh, like trash movies, like because it was about the room, yeah, and how more intelligent people actually like trash, yeah, because it gives them like the ironic chat that they can do. <laughs> well, also, if you want to get all like really deeply philosophical about it, the good thing about bad movies is that if you like deconstructing movies, mm. um, it it takes away um, like a layer of complication, so. Mm-hmm. If you like to look at a film and work out what's going on and how it's put together mm. and all the parts of it, I, I personally that's that's the reason I like films like this is that you can because mm. it's so badly wrong it, it informs um, why other things get it right yeah. in a way. Oh yeah, you know what I mean like you yeah. can learn from it in a way. But for me, I like to be completely lost in something that you not you don't even think you're not thinking about that. Too yeah, totally. See, I find it very hard to get lost in anything really. There's very few films that that 
I can like Blade Runner. That's why I love that so much because it's one of the few things that I can like switch off mm. during it. But like I said, I couldn't predict what was going to happen in this at all. Whereas Battle Beyond the no. Stars, I was kind of oh, I can completely see where this is going. It's very so, formulaic. Whereas this, such random stuff happened that I was just like, it what? Was insane, like yeah. when they ripped Robot so L's head off and just started like battering him to death. I was like, <laughs> I was quite upset to be so honest. Is there only like. Yeah. If he's L, I think we saw M or something earlier on. Oh, there must be loads of them. In the film. No, there's like there's literally... 20, 26. Oh, 20, wow. It's 26 <laughs> in, the, in the known universe. Oh, that would be great. Um, I think so, it's a hard... Alex, where would you put it? It's hard, isn't it? Because I can't argue this is a good film. It's not a good film. It's a terrible <laughs> film. But I really, really enjoyed it. So, like... I mean, I guess if Flash Gordon gets away with being where it is... I could maybe say it's better than Flash Gordon, like around the kind of inner space, like 30, what's that, 38, 37? 38, 37. I think that's, you know. The thing is, the reason I put it higher than that, like, is if you look at that little like cluster of films there, Inner Space, Real Steel, Rocketeer, Hunger Games, they're all just dull as fuck, aren't they? Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. never watched. They're, they're competently made, but they're just so boring. Yeah. No, I agree with you, but I can see why Chris is coming from to say yeah. it's just terrible. Um, but it was such. Well, should we put it at the same? Just one of us. This Flash is Gordon? trash, trash film. This is trash movie. Like this is a, a kind of like it's a different art form. Mm. Yeah, but that's what it because excels at. That it's art exciting, form. like in a way a pantomime is exciting. Totally, yeah, totally, yeah. 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 That's why it's kind of. Should it even be on the list? No, it should. Sure. should be it's on the list. It's science fiction, that, and that's yeah. why the list is brilliant, because it doesn't work, it doesn't yeah. make sense, yeah. and that's why no. this is great. Yeah, one above Flash Gordon. Come on, that, I think that's okay. Right, is that it? Chris? Because you, you prefer it to Flash Gordon, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I had more of a laugh. It was more funny, but only yeah. big, in an ironic way, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, I know, but you're still laughing at it. You know? yeah. It's still entertaining. Okay, whatever. No. But I'm just saying that it's not made with that intention. No, no, no. That's what makes it funny. That's why it's funny, though. Yeah, that's why, like... And that's why Spaceballs isn't funny. to talk about, because it's like... Yeah. I would watch... A lot of people watch that, but it, it's a really bad movie. Like, but it's... That's the point. Yeah, you yeah. like The Room, don't you? But that's... The reason I like that is the same reasons I like this. Yes, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, it joins the list that... Uh, 39. It's that sort of B-movie sort of thing though, isn't it? It's like people watch it even though they're not good. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. They're there yeah. for a laugh. I've watched like practically everything Steven Seagal ever did and nothing <laughs> is good other than Under Siege 1. Everything else is <laughs> yeah. terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong, Under Siege, I'm, I'm there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just, it, it's just mm. very, very, I think it's just, if for certain people, yeah, like if you get on with it, you get on with it. But, and if you are that kind of person that likes bad films, I think this is like, yeah. you, you need to see this yeah. film basically, because it was, it was, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was, um, it was shown, uh, projected onto Planetarium in Bristol a few years ago. Really? How good would that have been? Oh, wow. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> What, the inside or the outside? The inside, yeah. You can sit on the seats and watch it above you. It would be fantastic. Wow. What a weird film to pick. Did people ask for their money back? No, no, it was, I think it was called Bad Film Club or something. Uh, uh, so they, they knew what they were getting. I was going to say, for. like, <laughs> we, should, we should project Star Wars. We can't afford it. What, we <laughs> We've got Star Crash. Yeah. <laughs> right, so there we go. Three more films join the list. We're up to 63 films now. We've added uh, Battle Beyond the Stars at 55, Star Crash at 39, and coming in at number two... Uh, Star Wars 4 A New Hope it's the first new top 5 film in a while mm. 
so that's it um join us next time and we'll be previewing three films to do the ice age because a new ice age because winter's coming and to be honest the way the world's going the new ice age probably isn't too far off is it so we better get some tips hey and they should also look out for our kind of review of the, of the year uh, that's coming up soon as well mm-hmm. yes yes true any um I'll say anything you want to say about it email us in but I think we're probably recording before this goes out so mm. you probably have about 12 hours to get your thoughts in so get your thoughts into it but yes you. you can't hear us me hello oh, I can hear you oh oh Oh, fuck. Chris is gone. Well, I'll, I'll just say yes. Uh, there is an end of year professional coming up. We're going to talk about some things from 2017, but not put on the list. Just a little bit of an informal Christmas jape. Yeah. Chatter. Uh, round, some, round the fire. Some pies. Yeah. yeah. Exchange um, gifts. Yeah, I've got a couple of surprises lined Ooh. up for that. So. Sing a carol yes. or two. Maybe watch the Star Wars Christmas special. Uh Oh, happy oh. Happy Earth Day! Isn't it Earth Day? Is it Earth Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's Earth Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yes. Uh, get your thoughts in about that and check us out at sciencefictionratingsystem.com. The list is there. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter at SF Rating System. We're on Instagram at Science Fiction Rating System. The podcast by this point is probably also now available on Spotify. Ooh, if you prefer. Wow. Submit that today. We're all, I think we've we've been okayed, so we should go on to that. Oh, that's exciting. Um yes, yeah, so and more places to get us. We're at iTunes, we're at Spotify, we're at sciencefictionratingsystem.com or all your podcast apps, we're everywhere. Tell your friends, rate us on iTunes. Um that's it, I suppose, isn't it? That is. Sorry that we'll say, Chris can't be say, here. Yeah, we'll say bye on behalf of Chris. Uh, actually, oh, he's, he's saying something. What's that? Oh, I was wrong. Star Crash is actually the third best film yeah, of all time. Yeah, okay, well. fair enough. Late, late entry, all right, number Chris. three. Yeah, we'll make an exception for you. Don't normally re-rank things, but just as it's you, Chris, we'll do it. <laughs> right, goodbye. Bye. See you next week. Bye.